You often hear exhortations for this or that devotion, for better morals, for liturgical reform, for the need of evangelization, for a challenge to the hierarchy, and yet I never, all caps, never hear about the necessity of mental prayer for the salvation of souls. Did you know that St. Alphonsus has a whole chapter dedicated to the moral necessity of mental prayer for salvation? Probably not. There are many times of confusion in the church throughout history, times when the laity lacked sacraments, good leadership, good morals surrounding them, solid doctrine. Yet one thing remains. One thing can never be taken away. There is one thing necessary. The climax of the creed of the interior life, which begins the soul of the apostolate, is this. If God calls me to apply my activity not only to my own sanctification, but also to good works, I must establish this firm conviction before everything else in my mind. Jesus has got to be, and wishes to be, the life of these works. My efforts, by themselves, are nothing, absolutely nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. They will only be useful and blessed by God if by means of a genuine interior life, I unite them constantly to the life-giving action of Jesus. This conviction, far from robbing me of all initiative, will be my strength. It is in mental prayer where we find this complete reality of God is all. We can do mental prayer in the midst of other devotions and liturgical participation, but we can often avoid that inner depth amidst all of that as well. Without a set time for this intentional interiority that mental prayer provides, we are much, all caps, much less likely to achieve that. This is all the more true for activism. Just as in those practices just named, we can try to do good and forget this absolute reality that Jesus, the person of Jesus, must be the vital source of all that comes forth. This applies to our prayers and devotions as well as our activity. At the same time, this interior life overflows to a love for all things Catholic, liturgical, devotional, evangelical, traditional, and even ingenuities for the salvation of souls. St. Teresa told those who wanted to enter her cloistered contemplative convents that if they did not come for the salvation of souls, then they were not at the right place. An authentic interior life overflows into the apostolate, 
and authentic interior life, cares deeply for the salvation of souls. Even cloistered nuns who reach advancement in the spiritual life should be apostolically oriented. St. Therese of Lisieux is a perfect example of this. What is the specific desire to achieve this salvation of souls? It is for sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace is necessary for one, salvation, and two, perfection. St. Alphonsus's commentary on mental prayer divides mental prayer in these two sections as well. Necessity for salvation and necessity for perfection. Eternity is binary. If you die with sanctifying grace, you will go to heaven, eventually at least. If you die without it, you will go to hell, period. That said, sanctifying grace is not a zero or one game, so to speak. Rather, it is a living reality in the soul, a participation even here below in the Trinitarian life, the Trinity dwelling in the soul. This living reality can die as other living beings can die, but it can also grow. That's why it's not just a zero or one game. It should grow. It should be seen as, beginning with baptism, the seed of eternal life, as Father Garigou Lagrange would so often remind in his works. A seed grows and blossoms, bringing forth fruit, hence the parable of the sower of our Lord.